Greetings, humans. You have entered the Command Zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Command Zone podcast. I am DJ, and today I am joined by... Lady Danger. Hello, lady. Hi, DJ. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you, too. Oh. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me on. <laughs> well, you're welcome because you are the expert like on this deck. This is Witherbloom Witchcraft, and you took this pre-constructed deck and upgraded it. Ten cards in, ten cards out. You did it on a budget. I am so excited to break this deck down and find out where you've taken it. But before we do that, let's talk about Card Kingdom. Look, you're going to be buying magic. Do you buy magic cards? Absolutely. Yes. You're going to be <laughs> buying magic cards. You should go to cardkingdom.com. You should use the link in the description and you should buy singles. You should buy these pre-cons. You should pick up magic cards because there are so many good ones. We're going to be talking about some good ones. Today. We're going to be talking about some really interesting good ones. So you might not have ever heard of it. So you should definitely uh, look it up. Absolutely. And a lot of different lines to build around. So Card Kingdom, they're amazing. Check them out. Also, when you buy cards, you want to protect them. You want to make sure that they look beautiful and that you have beautiful playmats. Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro has the sleeves with amazing magic art on them. They have the playmats with beautiful art. The art in this set is beautiful. I mean, this one specifically is done by Jesper Ising. So like, I for sure have to get the playmat. Awesome. Also, you kind of want to rep your college a little bit, mm -hmm. right? So you definitely want to be having the, that wither bloom look to your deck. And there is one last way that you can support the Command Zone podcast, and that is directly through Patreon. And of the many perks is access to us on Discord. You can just ask us questions. We're there hanging out. Yep. You can brainstorm upgrades for this deck with an entire robust community. It's amazing. And of course, one other perk is you get to see extra turns early, including the extra turns where you play this deck against other people at the Command Zone. I know. I'm so excited for everybody to get to watch it. It's oh so good. Gosh. So Patreon helps you see that episode early. And also one other perk is that we get to call out one lucky patron. <gasps> this episode is dedicated to... Eric, Eric Martinez. Martinez. Eric, you rock. You rock. <laughs> I've never done that before. It's yeah. so exciting. Awesome. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the main topic. Yeah. This deck is awesome. We are looking at all of the Golgari, all of the Witherbloom action. Um, and so in order to understand this deck, we kind of need to look at the commander. So let's look at the face commander. Lady, what have we got? Uh, so the face commander of this de deck is Willow Dusk Essence Seer. You can pay one tap, choose another target creature, put a pl uh, put a plus one, a number of plus one plus one counters on it to equal to the amount of life you gain this turn or the amount of life you lost this turn, whichever is greater. Activate only as a sor sorcery, and it is a three three. Okay, so if you gain a lot of life or if you lose a lot of life. You can activate this and put a ton of plus one, plus one counter somewhere. Absolutely. Okay. Um, seems like plus one, plus one counter synergies, some life gain synergies. Uh, you can only do it on a sorcery. So it's not like when someone attacks you, mm -hmm. you can then like, oh, I just lost a ton of life to a crater hoof. That'd be so I'm gonna broken. It. I'm going to activate <laughs> it into speed. So that's that's one of the downsides. So really you're doing this to yourself. You're yeah. either gaining life on your turn or losing life on it's your turn. It's all self-inflicted. Okay. 
That feels kind of Golgari, right? I mean, yeah. Wither I mean, Witherbloom. 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 I'm sorry. Come on. You got to keep me in check. I I'll can't, do my I can't best. say Golgari <laughs> on, this, on this episode. Witherbloom <laughs> sounds cooler, though. It doesn't does. It? Where are you from? Witherbloom. Okay. So, I mean, there's lots of ways to lose life. Right? Yeah, there's so many cards in Magic's history that will do one damage. Even your lands. Even your lands can do a damage to you, That's or right. you can gain life. Oh man, fetch and shock and yeah. then and then get plus three plus three permanently. Yeah. Pretty, that seems that seems pretty good. That's pretty great. <laughs> We've also got cards like Crick uh, and Necropotence and Villas. Yeah. All of them sort of synergize with uh, cheating mana or gaining, uh, losing life and drawing cards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But on the other end of the spectrum, we have Green, which is great at gaining life. Yeah. You know, uh, traditionally life gain has been kind of dipped into white a little bit. Right? It is. I mean, I'm sure at some point that you can do green, white, and black and just be all broken. Yeah, Abzan, Abzan, life gain stuff. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense too because black white is a life gain strategy out there Mm -hmm. and white green is a life gain strategy so now we see this like kind of new space with witherbloom having some of those life gain synergies so i'm pretty sure that you can pull from all of those different archetypes and i think that's what you did too Mm -hmm. okay so that's the face commander seems seems cool i love her um what about the the backup golgari commander legendary in here so the backup uh legendary is i think it's is it yayom you are just got to go. You just got to okay. go with it. You just you just <laughs> say it with confidence and I'm going to nod over here. Uh, Gaio Master Chef. Uh, <laughs> he is a... Wait, 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 wait. What if it's French and it's like, yum. Well, that's why I said, is it Yayom? And I'm, I'm like, I don't know. Either way, I didn't say it. In, I said it incorrectly, possibly. But it is four mana for a five, three legendary troll warlock. How but, dare you? You just don't know how to pronounce troll names. Oh, well. You I, should know from Witherblood. Look, She's I mean, only a student. I, I played trolls, many a troll in my life. It's, they're just really hard to pronounce. <laughs> but he is Trample. And at the beginning of your end step, create a number of food tokens equal to the number of non-token creatures you had enter the battlefield under your control this turn. Or you could pay one, sacrifice a food, target creature gains indestructible until the end of turn, and then tap it. Okay. So kind of aggressive. Five power trampling uh, can give anything, including itself, indestructible. So yeah. it feels like it tangles in combat pretty well. Yeah, for and sure. And generates a lot of food. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's a, a chef. He's a chef. So okay. I would assume that nothing less. <laughs> Do you want a troll <laughs> chef? I mean, yeah. are they are they good at cooking? I mean, I think so. I mean, he is for sure. Okay, you know that's. You said that with such confidence. I'm going to believe you. I mean, he's cooking. I believe it. It's like everyone's a better cook than Oko. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, This uh, pre-con comes with an uncommon commander as well. Mm -hmm. Uncommon legendary. Um, Which everybody has tagged me on the internet that apparently thinks that this is my face. Uh, I cannot confirm, but it's pretty similar. Uh, This is Dina Soul Steeper. She's uh, two mana, a green and a black for uh, a one three. And then whenever you gain life, each opponent loses one life. Very broken. We always know that. And then pay one, sacrifice another creature. Dina Soul Steeper gets plus X plus zero until end of turn where X is the sacrificed creature's power. Okay, so now I'm intrigued by this, not because of the power level of this, because I think that the other two are maybe a little bit more powerful, mm-hmm. but the fact that if this is you, I'm sure that the editing team is going to do a side-by-side. We're going to have comments down below to see if this is, in <laughs> fact, Lady. Um, 
is does this card represent you as well? Does it not just look like you, but is this like your kind of strategy oh, too? One hundred everything about this card, the fact that it's two mana and I love cheap cards, and it's just doing damage to everybody. I, so like slowly ping it. people. Yeah. But then you have no qualms with like turning sideways, sacrificing creatures, and then getting huge power and smashing someone. One hundred percent. I think if anybody's watched me play my Corval deck, which I played on an extra turns episode, mm -hmm. they will know I have no problem doing that. Okay. Well, okay. That's how, <laughs> when we're, when we're picking the commander of this deck, I think that we're going to have a, a very strong Vorthos reason to choose, to choose this one. Um, there are two more brand new legendaries, uh, in this set, uh, but they're not Golgari. They're not Witherbloom colors. They're monocolored. And so you yeah. can't just easily swap them in, but we're going to talk about them anyways and see how they synergize with this deck. Um, so this the first one is Tyvosh Gloom Summoner. So he's five mana, four, four. I actually really, really, really love this card, but I'll tell you why. Uh, he's lifelink. And at the beginning of your end step, if you gained life this turn, you may pay X life, where X is the amount of life you gained this turn. If you do, create an XX black demon creature token with flying. That is so cool. So you gain life and you're just like, just kidding. I don't need that life. I'd rather have a demon. Yeah. <laughs> I want to build a whole demon like deck around this. I'm wondering how much life you can actually, like, can you gain easily like 10 or 20 life and just be like, nah, I'll just take a demon. Oh, 100%. Oh, I, I know <laughs> I've, I've goldfish my deck and I know I've done some crazy stuff with it. So like in, in mono black, there's so many ways to eat, to do it. Do you know what I like is that it's not a tap ability or anything like it that? It just is. It just is. And like, how are people going to interact with this? Like you just, you play it and you're like, oop, I gained some life. You can have little baby demons too. Yeah. Just every turn, just like, eh, I gained some life. I'll have a little baby demon. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be big because we well, you can, you know, flood the board. I like that. I like that a lot. Me too. Okay. Then we have our mono green command uh, legendary from here. Which I think you really like. I do really like yeah. it. Yeah. This is Yodora gave, <laughs> gave, mm not guru. Uh, this is Yodora Grave Gardener. Uh, it is a tree folk druid, five mana, five, five. Whenever another, uh, whenever another non-token creature you control dies, you may return it to the battlefield face down under its owner's control. It's a forest land. I, I like this card a lot because you can play things on the battlefield without fear because they just turn into ramp. I know. It's very much not Golgari or yeah. Witherbloom. Because, it's very mono green. Yeah, it feels like you want the graveyard to do something in a lot of these decks. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just imagine like your Marin deck being like, oh, I can't have this creature in the graveyard. It becomes a forest. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I agree with you. I think it does feel very green, but I'm very appreciative for the effect. I know, it's just pretty good. So these are the five new legendary cards uh, in this pre-constructed deck. Uh, I think that they're really cool. I can see some of the life gain synergies in here. Uh, I can see some of the token creation, plus one, plus one counters, uh, food action. So uh, definitely some some paths to go down. For sure. And I think it's been a while since we've had any a lot of green and black cards come back out like super strong. Uh, are you an aficionado of throwing these scripts? Um, no, but I can. Excellent job. <laughs> I, no! Oh, yeah. I like, see, I'm a big fan of the flutter. And. Well, you'll get there. 
<laughs> lady's like, how many times have you thrown a paper on this thing? You'll get there one day. It's okay. Yeah, you You're know. so encouraging. Thank you. Yeah, I believe in you. Okay. So <laughs> when we're evaluating this deck, we got to break it down so we understand what's inside and the strategies. So we have to take a look at the stats. Job. Thanks. <laughs> Let's look at the stats. So we're a green deck. So hopefully the ramp is there. Mm -hmm. And I think it is. We've got 11 sources of ramp. Yeah. And pretty good. definitely some really good ones. I love that they're including all of the good artifact ramp in here. You don't always need it in green, but like just the fact that it's just in every single deck. Mm -hmm. I really, I really like that stuff. And uh, one of my favorite underrated cards uh, is Leyline Prowler. Little rampy boy. Yeah. yeah a little. <laughs> he's so, he's so great. One black green for a, Lifelink Death Touch tap for to add any color. Wow. I think that's correct. Little Prowly Boy. Yeah, like little, that. little Prowler Man. Okay. Yeah, and again, a kind of an uncommon card that you might overlook, but now that you're thinking about some of these strategies about, you know, life life gaining being important, mm -hmm. you know, you might just throw the life linker into combat just to gain a couple life to start your synergies up. Absolutely. You're like, I'm done with this guy. I'd rather gain life and stack counter somewhere else. Yeah. You're like, oh, I've got my mana fixed already. Let's just sacrifice I'd rather him. change it into a demon or yep. something like that and hard to block too. Mm -hmm. Interesting little, little guy and very cute. Uh, card draw, nine sources of card draw. I mean, we like 10, but I, that seems pretty good, right? I think so. Okay. Um, next we have single target removal, six sources of single target removal. That seems okay. I mean, it definitely seems okay. I, I personally would like more, but that's, that's just me personally. Got it. Uh, and then board wipes. Boo. How many do we have lady? Two. two. We have two. Two. And they're uh, like awkward. They're not even that good. They're no. And like playing in green and black, there's tons of like pretty decent, like board wipes, mm -hmm. but they just decided they didn't want to reprint them in this. Yeah, so not not that special when it comes to the board wipes. And uh, we can we can find out if the reduction of board wipes is sort of a part of the deck strategy. Yeah, you know what I mean. A little bit later, because sometimes if you're playing creature based strategies, uh, you don't need as many board wipes, maybe. Mm -hmm. But uh, definitely, this deck isn't as well rounded as one that does include a full complement. For right? sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, life gain synergies, because we noticed that this is something on the commander, that the other one has food, so both of them can gain life. Uh, the uncommon one triggers when you gain life. 24 different sources of life gain. That is what I am talking about, baby. Love it. So that's going to be at the core of this deck. Like, that's a quarter of the deck. Mm hmm it's more than half of the non-lands in here are like, are giving you life gain stuff. It's crazy. It's so good. Okay. Uh, and then we have life gain payoffs, 16 of them. Very, very, very strong. Nice. And then life loss payoffs. Interesting. 14 of them. I feel like you got to go both ways because it's, it's life gain and life loss if you are playing with uh, Willow Dusk. Look, having 100 life is fine and all, but do you know what's better? sacrificing that life to draw cards or make demons or do things with it. Right. Yeah. So, so, good. so I think that that's really good that there is that balance there of life gain and life loss. So as we're breaking down the deck, we're kind of understanding a little bit, it's got to have a core of life gain. Uh, and so we're keeping that in our mind uh, as we move on to the deck's value. 
This is always a fun one. We want to look, if we're interested in buying these pre-constructed decks, we want to know what the value is. We want to know what the reprints are. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look at the decks value. Remember that this is only reprints and this is before the deck is released to everyone and the prices go crazy. Um, we keep that consistent across all of our pre-con upgrade guides so that we have a consistent data point. So yeah. um, these are numbers at the time of recording of the reprint cards. The total value of this deck is $85.50. 56 cents. Okay. So not as high as Lorehold, mm -hmm. but not the lowest one of the pre-constructed decks. What do you, what do you think about $85 in value? I mean, how much is the actual deck going for? They do not MSRP anymore. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> just kidding. I mean, $85. I've played it. I've seen the cards. Less than $85. Less than $85? Yes, wow. less than $85. I mean, then sure. It's great. Right. Um, but I mean, Looking back at some of the the other precons that come out, I feel like a lot of them have been sitting around ninety dollars, eighty five, yeah. yeah. maybe maybe like maybe like so maybe 70 a little to bit. There's a little bit less than yeah. what you'd want, but like not so much that you're upset. Yes, for sure. Like it's it's good, and I like I like the reprints that are we're gonna talk about. Yeah, so sometimes I'm it not just depends it. on the reprints that you get. Like if you get relevant reprints, then you know, 85 or 90, not a big deal because yeah. the right cards are there. Um, so let's take a look at those reprints. If we look at the number of $2 plus cards, there's 11 of them totaling $65 mm -hmm. of that uh, value. And then $5 or more cards, there are five of them uh, totaling $46 of that value. Uh, and I really like the five um, sort of $5 plus yeah. reprints. Uh, starting off the top, we have Alhemeret's Archive coming in at $14. Mm -hmm. Like that's a powerful card, a really great reprint. Uh, Vincer's Journal coming in at $11. Mm -hmm. Sapling of Colfinor coming in at $8. Uh, well of Lost Dreams, $7. Noxious Gearhulk, $6.50. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I like those reprints a lot, and I think they do pretty well in here. They really, because here's the thing. If you look at this, All Hammer's Archive synergizes with life gain. Vencer's Journal gains you a ton of life. Sapling Colfinor, you gain you gain life like when you draw those cards. Yeah. Like you gain life and lose life. So definitely helps you out there. Well of Lost Dreams, drawing cards based on life gain. Love it. Uh, Noxious Gearhulk, kills something, gains life. Like all of those, I, I feel like all of these are really good fits for this strategy, and so I'm glad that they, you know, kind of chose their budget on those sort of big cards. And I feel like it's been a long time since they've really reprinted a lot of those cards. Yeah, definitely. I could be wrong, but I'll, I'll, I mean, way. I think I'll, I'll Hermit's Archive definitely needed a reprint. I'm glad it's in here for sure. Um, so why don't you read off those those $2 plus cards that we got in here? Yeah, for sure. We have Greed at $350, Sanguine Bond, $350, Blood Tracker, about $3. Of course, Soul Ring, we gotta love it. Good. Arcane Signet, and then Tainted Wood. I love Greed, honestly. Greed works so well with life gain. You're not as high on Greed as I am. <laughs> but I. But look, if you've got 100 life, why not pay... I mean, if I have 100 life... 50 of it and draw 25 cards. I'm, I mean, if, if I had 100 life, I would do that. But sometimes I feel like when you're the one gaining the life, you're always the one being attacked. Mm. So you don't always have that option. But when you do, you should do it. Sanguine Bond is a good one in this too. Of course. You know, if you're gaining life, have that sort of reach. In and there. there's always the exquisite blood Sanguine Bond combo. Mm -hmm. But I mean, broken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So solid reprints, but it seems like a lot of them are geared towards life gain. So this might not be the deck that you pick up if you just want a bunch of generic staples because mm -hmm. Alhambra's archive just doesn't doesn't go in every commander it deck. It really right? doesn't. Unless you're playing life gain, you do 
it's useless to you kind yeah, of <laughs> like same thing like sapperling a coffin or a well of lost dreams like those feel like life gain stuff so if you like life gain this is going to be a great deck for you and great value as you pick these up um but maybe not as much generic commander staple oh, stuff for sure yeah uh okay so let's figure out who we should run as the commander of this deck i feel like we've mentioned life gain a lot yeah <laughs> we we have and i feel like one of these synergizes a little bit better with life gain than the others i mean in my personal opinion i did pick willow dusk but i mean you could easily do dina you didn't even you didn't even pick your your spirit card i didn't yeah. i didn't <laughs> that's okay i think that willow dusk is a very good is a very good pick uh because it feels like there's ways to gain huge amounts of life and then suddenly you turn small creatures huge yeah i uh like dina is really really good but i feel like you see that coming mm -hmm. you see it coming you know you're gonna have that combo in there but with willow dusk i personally was like i want to it seems a little bit more interesting for me I feel like Dina, Dina values those little increments of life because no matter how much life you gain, it's still only dealing one, yeah. you know? Uh, but with Willow Dusk, if you gain a lot of life, then you're putting a lot of counters on it. Mm -hmm. So definitely pulling you in a little bit of a different direction, big life gain versus lots of tiny little life yeah, gains. Yeah, I want the big life gain. Seems fun. I, I like want, the big life yeah. gain, for sure. I want those thick counters. <laughs> and, and demons. <laughs> and demons. Yes. yes that, was, that was my other one. And I know we're specifically talking about Witherbloom here, but I think if I had to pick uh, one that was just a monocolor, I would definitely go with the... The Tyvosh. I think it's Tyvosh. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So now that we've decided our commander, we've we've got sort of that we've anchored our strategy down. Let's talk about some of the best cards in the deck <gasps> so that we know what our standout cards are gonna be. Uh this is this is one of my favorite cards. Like you gotta you gotta I, talk about I know it's it's great. It's a beast. Gotta love it. Uh so it's Blossoming Bog Beast. So it's a five mana three three. Whenever Blossoming Bog Beast attacks, you gain two life. Then creatures you control gain trample and get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the amount of life you gained this turn. It is a very good card. So this here's the thing. If people are saying it's like Crater of Behemoth, that's wrong. But it does feel like Pathbreaker Ibex where you just get this little trigger over and over again, and it automatically gains you two life, so it pumps your team plus two plus two and gives a trample. You're, uh, you're going to be gaining more than two life. You really are. <laughs> yes. You, you put some kind of equipment that's going to put like life gain on top of that. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Well, you got you to gotta gain your life before your combat starts. Oh, Vencer's Journal. Yeah. Vencer's Journal uh, gives you no maximum hand size, but then you gain life equal to the number of cards in your, in your hand. hand. Uh, yeah, you're just like, oh, I have five cards in hand. Cool, gain five. This thing triggers, gain two more. Yeah. You've gained seven, seven life. life. And then you're like, okay, well, you know, you use your sorcery for your willow ah. dusk. You move seven counters onto something. Oh, oh my gosh. My gosh. Right? It's so great. Okay. Um, I think that I think that this could be awesome in not even not even pure life gain decks. I'm, oh. Hopefully, it ends up being like a more budget because uh, Pathbreaker Ibex is actually like expensive now. Oh, I know. I don't play expensive cards, so I, they're usually like <laughs> the, they're like the back of my head. I'm like, what expensive cards? No way. I'm I'm a big fan of the Bog Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Bog Beast. I think one that what's like stood out to me a little bit uh, was Essence Pulse. It is a four mana sorcery. You gain Two life, each creature, ooh, 
Each creature uh, gets minus X minus X till end of turn where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. So like we were just talking about, you gain seven life in a turn. You now are doing minus seven, minus seven to the whole board. Yeah. Okay. So this feels... This feels really flexible in a lot of different ways. It feels like a Mutilate or like a Toxic Deluge, which are both really good cards at four mana. We compare it to other black board whites like Damnation, which is really super expensive. Yeah. I like that it gains you some life. Uh, so at minimum, it's like one of those really limited board wipes, yeah. uh, which might mean that you you dodge it with your commander, mm-hmm. like you dodge it because you've put counters on something really big, and then you board wipe other stuff away. Yeah. Definitely not as powerful as some of those other board wipes, but it synergizes with all the rest of your life gain. Uh, and a lot of times board wipes end up being really expensive cards. So it's nice that you have a a cool thematic one included in this deck. I'm all about like thematic cool things and not necessarily always value just because that's the kind of player I am. So when I saw that, I was like, I like that. That's very unique. I like it too. All right. Um, Next we have, I think we've mentioned it a couple times before. It's all hammer. It's archive. Yeah. Uh, It's one of the most expensive reprints in the set. Uh, It's a legendary uh, artifact and it just does good stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you would gain life, you gain twice that life instead. If you would draw a card, except the first one you draw um, each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. Doubling up your, your extra draws doubling up your life. I mean, clearly if you just double up your life, this everything just gets better, right? Yeah, everything everything about the deck gets better and better and better if you're doubling the amount of life every I like, time. I like that the card draw aspect <laughs> of this is like the second. The second. Yeah. <laughs> Usually the life gain is like that. Oh, I guess I'll also gain some life. In this deck, the card draw is like, oh yeah, I draw two cards. Cool. I'm really about the life gain. Yeah, I'm really about the <laughs> life gain. I'm about, about throwing that life gain around. But it's also nice to draw the cards. Yeah. Oh, uh, of course it's nice. It's, yeah, it's nice I to mean, draw the I like drawing the cards. That's how we start every turn. (laughs) All right. Uh, And then lastly, we have a little bit of a removal there. Yeah, we got a little removal. It's called Pest Infestation. It is XX and a green. It's a sorcery. Destroy up to X target artifacts and or enchantments. Create twice X one one black and green pest creature tokens with when this creature dies, you gain one life. Okay. So one thing that you mentioned earlier is that uh, pests are cool. You like them. I love them. Okay. Uh, And then also there's a lot of incidental pest creation in here. Yes, there is. Not only do pests gain us life, they also do stuff like clog up the board. They Mm -hmm. hold plus one, plus one counters really well. Um, And also this is removal for those artifacts and enchantments that you want to get rid of. Yeah. And they're like discreet. The pests are discreet. You're like, nobody's going to be like, oh, I'm on one. Okay. You're going to gain one life. Right? Yeah. You know what? You're right. Like they're not, I'm not afraid of a pest. Yeah. But then like, when at the end of my turn in my second uh, second main phase, I'm like, I'm going to put 10 counters on this pest. Then you're like, whoa, 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 what you doing? And I'm like, surprise. I guess it's important to always have something to put counters on too, mm-hmm. because you don't want to just, and spread them around a little bit too. Yeah, because um, if you focus on one thing, somebody's going to use some targeted removal and just like, boom. And you're like, oh, I just wasted so much on this one card. <laughs> yeah, for sure. These are, these are some good, really good cards. Um, do you... Do you feel like there's a good power level in these cards in this in this deck specifically? I think so. I mean, it's definitely I mean, it is a precon, so it's it's an upgraded precon, so it's always going to do really well in like an upgraded precon environment. Um, but I think, you know, I would play it and as as times go goes on and upgrade it a little bit more here and there, but I mean, 
it's definitely my my play style. Yeah, because part of me, my brain is thinking it's more synergistic than powerful. Mm -hmm. But then I look at All Hermit's Archive and I'm like, well, that's undoubtedly a powerful card. Like mm -hmm. even even the the Bog Beast is like feels like a powerful card rather than synergistic. I mean, it's not it's not a broken deck. It could be like you could very easily break this deck and make it like very, very, very powerful. But I personally like to play a very synergistic themed kind of deck. And so that's always very fun for me to find like really quirky ways, like really quirky win conditions. Like even if you had a Toxic Deluge in your collection, you might still run this thematic life gain board wipe in this type of deck. Oh, 100%. Okay. Cool. I mean, everybody, I mean... We talk about our, I mentioned my Corvold episode on extra turns. I played murder in there and everybody was like, you played murder in a commander deck. There's so many better options. I'm like, yeah, but it's so satisfying to just be like, I'm going to murder that. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that satisfying? Because it's just like. Lady living her best life. <laughs> <laughs> out here murdering. Murder. <laughs> Do you know what? That does feel good. It does. It's a murder. You're like, I'm going to. I'm going yeah. to add murder to a deck. You should. I'm gonna add murder to it. It's night. so cheap. Just so I can, just so I can, just like say murder you. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Uh, okay, so you can't. I'm gonna get it off the. If I if I do it in a ball, I'm gonna get it off. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> so, so those are the best, most impactful cards in the deck. We are going to talk about what cards to add, what cards to take away. But before we get there, we're gonna have a quick break. Welcome back. We are here upgrading this Witherbloom pre-constructed deck. And we figured out what commander we're going to have. We know the strategies. We even know some of the synergies and shortcomings, areas that we want to improve. And so we're going to take a look at what cards Lady decided to add in and what cards didn't make the cut. She cut from the list. Cut and murdered them. Murdered. <laughs> Straight up <laughs> murdered them. <laughs> All right, so the rules for adding cards, we're going to add 10 cards, take out 10 cards. We're to keep it budget. You just bought a brand new commander deck. You don't want to spend $85 no. upgrading it under $30. You know, just get it up to speed so you can crack it open and sit down at any commander table and play with it. That is our goal today. And I was actually very under budget, I think. You were very under budget? I was, I was at like $26. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty six bucks. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna find a five dollar card to stick in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So really, the thing about this deck is life gain. It's like shouting at you. Yeah. But like a sub theme is like, hey, you got some pests going on, right? Little pests everywhere, and you kind of liked that, right? I did. I liked it a lot. Um. So the pest synergies I kind of went with is the first one I went with is Death Reap Ritual, which you're like, why? And I'm like, okay, well, let me tell you. At the beginning of each end step, if a creature died this turn, you may draw a card. I, I know why. You draw a card. It says draw a card on it, lady. It's like it's, it draw says a card. draw a card on it. Come on, <laughs> that's why. And because you're going to like flood the board uh, <laughs> with all your pests, you're like, ah, oh, this little one one, like I don't really care. It's going to die I'm going to gain life. And if it dies, I get to draw a card. So I, I gain life and I draw a card. Like you use your life. Your life is a resource. And yeah. so even though you can afford people attacking you, uh, this is a big deterrent. No one wants to swing into your past where you're just like, okay. Sure, whatever. You know, chump, draw a card. Like chump, no one's going to want to do that. Chump, draw a card and gain a life. Amazing. Amazing. So good. All right. And then you have a few more ways to weaponize your pests. I did. Uh, this is another one of my favorites. Uh, Creekwood Leech. 
liege creek with liege well it's gonna get worse as the more i say it uh other black creatures you control get plus one plus one other green creatures you control get plus one plus one at the beginning of your upkeep you may put a one one black green worm creature token onto the battlefield battlefield it's a two two for four lady i have a question for you yeah are pests black or green or are they both um gosh they're both gosh gosh golly i believe they're both (laughs) (laughs) they're they're both so they become three threes yeah that's i mean that just turns your pests up to threats really really they do they 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 turn it up to 11 and this makes more like not pests but these little things that it pumps out are definitely pests that gum up the board. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, they they're serve worms. a similar, uh, oh, I guess they are worms. Are they? So they give, would it be pests, right? Okay. I mean, I don't, you'd have to check the Oracle. <laughs> I don't know if worms are considered pests, but, uh, yeah. Worthos lady over here is like, is like, you know what? They are. They, they are, are now. I say, I say pests. it now. Gavin Verhey, can we just make, go, it, make it happen? Worms are now pests. We, we made, we made dogs happen. So like, we can make worms happen, right? I don't know if enough people are going to get behind worms being pests. Dogs are so cute in dogs. <laughs> like you're going to you're going to make a campaign that worms need to be pests now. Yes. <laughs> I really like the idea of of continuing the strategy of gumming up the board because you already are doing that with your pests and then also making all the stuff that you have relevant and it's not just your pests that become plus 2 plus 2, it's like literally every other creature in here. Yeah, and I and I focused in in the deck itself to really focus on wither bloom, the Golgari aspect of it all, and a lot of my cards are green and black. So nice. I'm going to get a lot of value out of it with my pests plus a, lo- a lot of the other cards I have in there. Love it. Uh, this one, I know you questioned it. I know you questioned this card. He was like, the Jared? Jared Golgari, Lich Lord? I mean, okay. It's a 2-2 two, two, uh, zombie elf. Jared Golgari, Lich Lord gets plus one, plus one for each creature in your graveyard. And you can pay three, sacrifice another creature. Each opponent loses life equal to the sacrificed creature's power. And then sacrifice a swamp and a forest. Return Jared from your graveyard to your hand. I was a little bit like wondering about Jared because here's the thing, like he used to be like everywhere in commander. And Mm -hmm. then uh, if you've sat down for a commander game in the last like eight years, I don't think you've seen very many Jared's. No. So, so tell me why you like this. card. So the, the biggest thing for me is the sacrifice another creature. But you have a bunch of pests. They're one ones. They're not going to do that much damage. They could be three threes. They could be four fours. They I could be using my commander to make sure that they're huge. Your commander makes things huge. Yes. You could be pumping out huge 2020 demons. Yes. It all makes sense yeah. now. Uh, again, I got stuck in my head thinking that like, where's the graveyard stuff? This isn't a traditional graveyard type deck. It's a life gain deck. Mm-hmm. Your graveyard's not going to be stocked, but your commander just makes big creatures out of nowhere and sometimes they just they're just big and dumb they don't get in for damage unless you have a way to force it through like jared and the other thing i was thinking about too is when you're playing commander games there's always bound to be some kind of board clear Mm -hmm. there will always be some kind of board clear so i was like oh well if i do have a board clear and then i pull out a jared i'm like not bad i mean there's not gonna be a board wipe from your deck not for me (laughs) but somebody else is gonna try to do it for sure (laughs) <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, so that's sort of the pest synergy that we've bumped up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is the life gain. You've kind of supplemented that life gain yeah. uh, strategy with a few easy ways to gain some life. So uh, when I thought of life gain specifically, I knew, and I thought of this deck in general, I knew I wanted to put Deathrite Shaman in it. Okay. It's a one mana, one, two. And you're like, oh, well, that's not so great. Uh 
But you can tap to exile target land card from a graveyard, add one mana of any color to your mana pool, or you can pay a swamp and tap, exile target instant or sorcery card from your grave from a graveyard. Each opponent loses two life. That's great. Or you can pay a green and tap it, exile target creature card from a graveyard, and I gain two life. If I'm specifically looking to gain life or to like deal small damage to my opponent, that's pretty effective. I yeah, I agree with you. I love cards that interact with opponents' graveyards. People do way too many shenanigans with their graveyard. Exactly. Right, Jared? I don't know right? what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Get exiled. But yeah, because Jared. like you're playing against somebody and then they play something really nasty and then you, you guys, your whole the whole board worked really hard to get it out and then they can just get it back somehow magically out of their deck and you're like, actually, let's just, let's just exile that bad boy. I do think that some people have uh, an inflated view of Deathrite Shaman because they're used to it in 60 card formats where you can always exile that land where it's always a mana dork mm -hmm. and in our decks and particularly this pre-con like you, you're not often having this operate as a mana dork when you need to yeah so is oh. it good enough with just life gain good enough just dealing some damage i think so i put it in there <laughs> <laughs> the other the other thing that causes me to be like hmm, interesting is that this is eating up a lot of your budget this is a ten dollar card it is and that isn't even the most expensive card i wanted to put in here <laughs> that's that's your, I love your, your logic. Like, look, of all the things I wanted to, ten dollars is very cheap. So, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it was one of like the really big cards. I was like, I know it's expensive, but I think I'm going to get a lot of value out of it. And I've goldfished it a few times, and let me tell you, I have. I'm not mad at it. Not mad at. It. Okay, okay. Here's the thing. I can't in higher power levels where you're going to see fetch lands uh, in graveyards a lot of time. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm never gonna dislike Deathrite Shaman because it's always going to be a mana dork. You love ramp, you know, especially ramping into some of your bigger things. Mm -hmm. And then the added ability to disrupt your opponent's graveyard synergies, just just great. I love know. it. Okay. Okay. So here's a classic. I love pulling out random old cards. This is a classic? I don't know if it's a classic. <laughs> it's not a classic. It just sounded really good. Watch it comes out. It came out and like, Go Guilds of Ravnica. Okay, anyways. The, card. the card's called Tablet of the Guilds. It's a two-mana artifact. And as Tablet of the Guilds enters the battlefield, choose two colors. Whenever you cast a spell, if it's at least one of the chosen colors, you gain one life for each of the chosen colors it is. And like I said before, I'm specifically trying to make sure that... Obviously, my cards are either going to be black or green, but a lot of my cards are black and green. So I am gaining two life every time I play a card or a sorcery or an instant or anything like that that is in those colors. So first off, I think that this synergizes a lot more than, than we would think because remember, we are activating our commander on our turn. Yes. Uh, and we just have to play our normal game of casting a couple cards, mm -hmm. you know, and then suddenly we're gaining two for life and then our commander is relevant. Yes. Um, and... I like that this is always going to work. It's always going to work on our turn. Uh, how old is an old card? I don't know. <laughs> not not in the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's it's eight years old. Okay, that's that's that's, an that's old pretty card. old. Yeah, that's probably about when I started playing Magic. That's awesome. Were yeah. You, were you were you a good Magic player at eight years old? No, I wasn't. You eight. don't need to be. You're eight years old. <laughs> You I was an eight year old eight really waiting, years ago. I was really waiting for you to be like a pro. Oh, you you started playing eight years ago. Yeah, about eight, eight years, years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, about so. eight years ago. 
Not at eight years old. <laughs> I was like, I was not eight years old eight years ago. <laughs> it's like, really? You started when you were eight? No. no. <laughs> I wish I did. Okay. So then then you would not have been playing when this card yeah. came out. With that. So to me, it is an older card because it was prior to me playing Magic. Got it. Um, but you're right. I, I, I like it. It's not a high impact card, but it definitely synergizes with the commander and with what the deck is trying to do. Yeah. I wanted to, I don't want to call it a poor man's Ahomeret, but... It gets the job done. Okay. Yeah. I could go with that. Um, the next category we have is you've kind of added a little bit of a proliferate package uh, because you've seen the synergy with plus one plus one counters that your commander uses and you're like, I want to go into that a little bit deeper. Yeah. Although there's not a lot of plus one plus one counters just everywhere in this deck because there could be like mm -hmm. black green does plus one plus one counters. Yeah. Um, you still wanted a little bit more um, synergy with that commander. I did. Um, and I, I have an Azuri deck that I, it's Simic Evolve. I put counters everywhere. And I always like that because it's it's versatile. So I wanted to add a little bit because I saw I saw the glimmer of hope in it. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just lean into it a little bit. It seems pretty unique. Um, so the first card I put in there was Evolution Sage. Um, it's a three mana, three, two. Uh, whenever a land enters a battlefield under your control, proliferate. And I'm like, if I'm putting counters on all of my cards for whatever reasons, mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty strong if I just could play land. Yeah, I like it for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I also like when you can do little things like proliferate other stuff like planeswalkers or other things. Like you know that. what? You can also yeah. proliferate infect what? counters. <laughs> Let's skip <laughs> forward <laughs> to the next. We're, we're going to skip over. It's just coming out of nowhere. It, it, was, it was too perfect to not mention. Just like, just like the card often does, appears out of nowhere. <laughs> um, so I threw in here Tainted Strike which is just a swamp instant target creature gets plus one plus zero and gains infect until the end of turn. Oh, I love this card. <laughs> it's spectacular. Uh, I like splashy little unique plays. And I thought if I'm going to put a bunch of counters on something and then I'm going to pop, you know, play this proliferate. Yeah. Like you know? pump a bunch of things on a pest and then swing through and they're like, Oh, this stupid pest. And then Take you're like, it. bam. Lady likes making sure just one player doesn't get to play. <laughs> murder I, you I, 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 I look I gotta play the game right you um, play to win I, trust me love tainted strike you're not gonna find very many enemies around here for the infect uh, we're, oh yeah it's kind of an infect house right look, like an infect I, think community. Just, I think it's just me and Craig <laughs> I am a fan of infect I, I think that it's a great great strategy I do too um, and okay, back to back to proliferate. Yeah, back to proliferate. Uh, the other card I put in here was Contagion Clasp. So when Contagion Clasp enters the battlefield, put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature, or I can pay four and proliferate. So basically, get the, all those proliferate things going. Uh, when your infect doesn't quite kill someone, you're just like, it's okay, I'll kill you in a couple turns. Yeah. And, th and they don't see it coming. They're like, oh, wow, well, I guess I just have one, one infect. And you're like, <laughs> would you fire it off for like one or two infect? Oh, maybe. Depends just, on the person. <laughs> Depends on the person. Depends on the day. Just like to infect and they're like, okay, is that an infect deck? You're like, no, it's not. No, it's just, just a little Contagion spike. Clasp. Contagion <laughs> Clasp. Contagion Clasp. <laughs> right? You're like, and, and that's how I like to play. I like to kind of have something come out of nowhere. You like to play as you slowly torture a player across <laughs> them, slowly poisoning them. <laughs> you know, everybody's got their preferred play style, right? Love it. Love um, it. So... The other card I put in here, which I actually will get to at the cards that I took out, but I kind of replaced a card that was 
mm, kind of similar, but not as good. So I put in Forgotten Ancient, which is a four mana zero three. Whenever a player casts a spell, you put a plus one plus one counter on Forgotten Ancient. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may move any number of plus one plus one counters from Forgotten Ancient onto other creatures gets huge, spreads all the counters around. This synergizes with your proliferate because as soon as you have everything as a plus one, plus one counter, then that activation, that land drop suddenly is pumping everyone rather than just one single creature that your commander targeted. Yeah. I was like, if, if I'm going to widen the board and, and, and fill it with pests and put counters on them, I was like, why not just like double, double whammy it and, and be able to move the room around. Like, you know, do all spicy stuff. Love it. Now, uh, there's no category for this one because I, I didn't, <laughs> you weren't sold on it. I'm not sold on it, but here's the thing. You're going to convince me right now. Okay. Tell me, I'm going to convince you. Me. I'm going to convince, right convince the world. Yes. My brain goes, Brittany, some of the best cards in here are artifacts. Do you know what? Of the, of the big reprints that we mentioned, like you said, I threw the paper, uh, Alhambra's <laughs> <did> Ar- <laughs> archive, Vencer's journal, Vencer's journal, my talisman I put in uh, here, the well of tablet. lost dreams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I was like, the noxious gear hole. Yeah, I was like, I want to be able to get those back. And how else do you get those back? Besides playing Glissa. So, so I picked, I put Glissa in here. She, she's a three mana three three. Mind you, she is black and green. So I am getting with my tablet. It's, it's great. Uh, before you read it, you mentioned the tablet synergies, but the more artifacts you have, the less your tablet will trigger. Look. Okay, sorry. Read Glissa. Read okay. Glissa. <laughs> it triggers on Glissa. Um, it's a first strike death touch. Whenever a creature an opponent controls is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Great artifact recursion. Exactly. And sure, it's maybe not the best card, but when I think of green and black, I think of Glissa. I think of Jared. I think of Veroska. I think of all these things. And so my brain goes, you got to put it in there. And so I think it works. I like I like that you're going after the the big artifacts that you care about, and you're like, I want those. I want to get them back. Uh, Glissa, get in my deck. Um, so she's what, not even she's not even that expensive. What do you mean not that expensive? At three like, three mana value or well, the, the price tag? Both three mana value, three three price tag. Again, but you only have <laughs> ten slots. <laughs> I know I only had ten slots, but I, I started finding really expensive cards, and it made it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> expensive taste you're like yeah you're like give me this 20 dollar card in yeah. here <laughs> yes but here's the thing i think that that uh is um a side effect of really synergistic decks that everything works really well together and so you find the card that like oh my gosh it fits perfectly mm-hmm. you know and it doesn't matter that the power level is there you're like i need this card because it's like a perfect fit that's exactly i think that's just how my brain works i was like it fits in my weird brain and so it works okay I let us know in the comments down below if you are sold on Glissa. Yeah, the trader would you put Glissa in, in this here? Deck. Uh, just to give you some context, there are twelve artifacts, uh, and one of them is a non-bow um, because it's <laughs> it's elixir of immortality that when you sacrifice it, shuffles your graveyard back into your library, and and you can't get that one back. Like mistakes were made, <laughs> but I'm committing. I'm but gonna you play it. it. You took one out. You took one out. But you did add two in. Yeah, as I took well. I took one out and I put two in. Okay. Um, so let us know down there. Um, what about did you think about any other life gain stuff? Like I mentioned uh Vito of the Dusk Rose. I did think of Vito, and Vito would probably be really great in here. Um my brain goes, Okay, lady, you've already played Vito. I played Vito on game nights. So I was like, they've already seen it. Let's let's give him something new, like Glissa. 
Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. That's probably not as funny as I think it is, but it's great. <laughs> total, total added value. Uh, but yeah, twenty five dollars and yeah. fifty six cents. What a deal. Let's go over the cards that we've decided to take out because that can give us an idea of maybe some of the shortcomings of this deck, yeah. uh, some of the areas that you might want to take a closer look at. So um, starting off, we mentioned the artifact that you took out. Yeah, um, I took out Sun Droplet. Whenever you're dealt damage, put that many charge counters on Sun Droplet. At the beginning of each upkeep, you may remove a charge counter from Sun Droplet if you do gain one life. And I was like, that's good. But I essentially replaced it with Tablet of the Guilds. I was like, I think I'm going to get more value out of Tablet of Guilds than I will get out of Sun Droplet. Um, and also, I'm not really familiar with charge counters. I don't have a lot of experience with it. And I was like, I don't want to. I just keeping By the way, keeping track of Sun Droplet does suck. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to deal with that. I just want something really straightforward. Like, hey, you're playing a green or black card. You gain a life. <laughs> I think also one thing that you mentioned to me earlier is that uh, Sun Droplet doesn't synergize as well with your commander because it happens on each upkeep, right? Yeah. The beginning of each upkeep. So yeah. you're gaining life on each upkeep. Which I can't utilize with my commander. Because you, yeah, you can only operate at sorcery speed. Whereas this uh, tomb of the guild pack. <laughs> Tablet, Tablet of the, of the guilds. guilds <laughs> uh, it's always going to happen on your turn as you're doing normal stuff like just casting spells. Yeah, 100%. So I can utilize that more with my commander than I can specifically Sun Droplet. All right. A few more uh, life gainy things that you think just didn't add up. Okay, so... Um, Another one is Ageless Entity. It's a 4-4 four, four for 5. Whenever you gain a life, put that many plus one plus one counters on Ageless Entity. And I was like, it's a pretty good card, right? Like, it's not the worst it thing ever. Huge. It can get huge. I was like, but it's it's only just getting huge. And so what I did was I swapped this out and I put in the Forgotten Ancient. It is better when you have this pest sub-theme to be able to pump up your pests rather than have one big Aegis entity that just, just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, and, and for sure, it's going to start getting so big, it's absolutely going to be targeted, but it's much harder to target, like, a bunch of pests. I mean, of oh, course, there's a board totally, wipe, but, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't run, like, continuous board wipes, and so if I can have, a, you know, my engine of pests kind of going every other, you know, whatever, you board, you board wipe, I'm fine. It has no evasion. It doesn't have trample. I'm, I'm, I feel like that's a great cut. Yeah. And then, so I also cut a uh, silver moat ghoul, which is a three, one for three at the beginning of your end step. If you gain three or more life this turn, return silver more ghoul uh, from your graveyard to your battlefield tapped. And then I can sacrifice it and draw a card. I just wasn't sold on it. Nothing about it was like... It's so slow. It's Yeah, it's literally so, so slow. Better. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great, that seems really great. Um, you you also cut a ramp card, a removal card, and a card draw card. What is going on, lady? This is just me. It's just me. <laughs> no, I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> sure. there Go are, through them. You're going to want know why she cut Yeah. Uh, TLDR, they're really not that great. Um, so I cut Nissa's removal. It's a six... Mana sorcery. Search your library for up to three basic land cards. Put them onto your battlefield. Tapped, then shuffle. You You gain seven life. Like, sure, I gain seven life. That's great with my commander. Yeah, gaining seven life is fine. But, like, if this is taking the place of a ramp spell, like, what are you... You're ramping on turn six? Like, I don't... No, you're playing out of bigger, here. better things on... Yeah. Out of here. I don't... Get lost. Okay. <laughs> so, as we know... I mean, as we know, I didn't really go the food direction. So, I cut Taste of Death. It's six mana... Each player sacrifices three creatures. You create three food tokens. 
And then you can, of course, sacrifice your food tokens to gain three life. So I know where they're going. Basically, you have something on board so you can always gain life. You can always trigger the things that you need to be triggering. But paying two mana to gain three life is not a good rate. No. You want to be casting more relevant spells uh, and not having to tack two extra mana on to have your spells do something. Oh, yeah. And for sure, like if I'm having pests with counters on them, like sure, I can sacrifice them. Yeah, that's fine. But like, I'm not going to, I don't want to sacrifice it for three food tokens like um. yeah and i have a feeling that you are actively putting counters on your pests making them bigger you know so i can swing out with them yeah for sure um so you actually didn't just cut that food synergy that's clunky and bad you cut some of the other ones too. i know uh i cut uh Gaio master chef uh he i just said you know I'm I'm not going to go with the food synergy and it's the deck itself is telling me to play life gain counters, you know, minus counters, things like that. And I'm like, if I'm going to, there's, you know, a foo, a, a food, mm, a few food uh, synergies in here. And it is going to be much harder for me to flip this whole deck into like a f- completely full, full food synergy. Um, and so I, I cut him as well. How long have we had food? We've had food in one, one set. Yeah. And a lot of them like bake into a pie. Like you're not going to throw that in here to like go deeper down the food. No, no, it's just bad. And like, sure. Like I I could play like Cauldron Familiar and like sack food, you know, and do that. But I already have a deck that is based around a sacrifice engine. And while you can sacrifice in the deck that I've built, I just wasn't interested in it. Yeah. And so what about the, the just indestructible, just like the protecting stuff? Cause isn't your commander a big part of your deck and isn't it pretty vulnerable there? It is, but it's so cheap. I'm like, it's only three mana. So I'm like, I don't mind losing it a few times as opposed to like, if you start with a uh, commander that costs five. Okay. And I was like, you know, I I play, I live my life dangerously. Okay. Um, So because I cut the chef, I also cut the gluttonous troll, which is a four mana, three, three trample. When gluttonous troll enters the battlefield, create a number of food tokens equal to the number of opponents you have. And then I can sacrifice another non-land permanent and gets plus two, plus two till end of turn. Um, The thing I was worried about this is that I hate that it has an activation cost for that sacrifice. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that like at a commander deck, you're going to have a maximum of three other people, right? I mean, uh, yeah, three food is is fine. I think that three food is good if you can use the food for more than just gaining life. Like sacrificing a food to make something indestructible, like I like that a yeah. little bit more. But paying a mana to pump this plus two plus two is like not an effect. That- no, I wasn't ready for that kind of commitment. All right. Um, this is the card draw and removal that you cut. I did, um, and I will own it. I got rid of Obnixilis Reignited. Um, He's a planeswalker. You can plus tick it up. You draw a card, you lose a life. You can take it down three, destroy target creature, or you can minus eight, and then target opponent gets an emblem with whenever a player draws a card, you lose two life. (laughs) That's a fun emblem. It is, (laughs) it is, and I love a good emblem. But you you have proliferate in this too. Are I, we going are we going for the emblem? No. No. Absolutely not. Because in my brain, if I'm going to put a planeswalker in here, I'm going to put Veraska. Okay. I'm going to put Veraska the Unseen. But Veraska did not make the cut. Veraska didn't make the cut cuz you know, Glissa. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Cuz Glissa. Yeah. Um and it's just it was so slow for me and like I I just wasn't I didn't want it. 
Planeswalkers in general are, are difficult to play in multiplayer formats just because they're targets. It's very easy to just swing and attack the Planeswalker. And you are gumming up the ground with some pests. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's something. It provides some protection for it. But for the most part, Planeswalkers really need to do a lot more to to keep their spot in commander decks because it's just so easy for someone to be like, oh, you have a five mana card advantage engine there? Yeah, I'll just attack it. Like You've paid five mana, drawn one card and lost one life or five mana killed one thing. Yeah, like like this isn't a Narset or a Teferi. Like that's probably worth putting in your deck. And so I was like, I'll just cut it because there's other things that I think are more interesting, f- synergetic and fun. It's no Vraska. It's no Vraska, <laughs> but it's also no Glissa. <laughs> All right. She cut one of my favorite cards. I, cu- I cut his favorite card. I murdered it. Uh, I got rid of Eudora, Grave Gardener. Uh, I five mana, five, five. Whenever another uh, non-token creature you control dies, you may return to the battlefield face down under your owner's land. It's a force land. I understand why you cut it. I feel bad, but like you're, you're getting rid of tokens. Your pests don't come back as forest. You've added in Jared jared over here uh and you want him to be in the graveyard turning jared into a forest is a travesty i agree with that it's insulting it's insulting i understand uh i just and also i think that this works really well with like mana dorks and Mm -hmm. uh, and other stuff uh and not tokens and i feel like there's a lot of tokens in the stack and so it feels a little bit like a non-bow i understand i'm just sad i know i think you're i think you're more sad about this no i'm not sad i'm angry (laughs) (laughs) you're angry about this one okay so and i I understand. Like, I, I actually really, really like this card, but as much it, as I'm it. greedy, it's it's nine mana for a nine seven. No, it's not. Is it? Can I not math? Seven, eight, nine? Yeah, no, it's, it's nine, nine, but it's not. Okay. It doesn't cost nine. <laughs> um, it's Sprout ba- Sprout Back Trudge. Uh, the spell costs X less, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. Yes. Trample. At the beginning of your end step, if you gain life this turn, you may cast Spreading Back uh, Trudge from your graveyard. So yes, technically it wouldn't cost nine. In your the way that you've been talking about your deck, it would never cost nine. It would never cost nine. You would almost always it would gain some life here or there for free with yeah. your cool synergies, and then you'd be able to play it for like what? Green green from your graveyard? Probably. Over and over again? <laughs> Here's the part. Friends. Friends, friends on YouTube and in your podcast apps lady over here very classy lady added tainted strike 100 percent behind it but then cut the nine <laughs> powered recursive trampler <laughs> look i'm not saying a mistake was made but possibly was made <laughs> i think instinctually i looked at the card and i like i really enjoyed it and i liked it but i kept getting stuck on oh nine 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 i'm not gonna pay nine for anything and i never really like Actually, it's really good. Actually, it's really good logic. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and I never really like fully processed that, uh, lady. It's almost never going to cost you nine. Here's the thing, though. I think that we we naturally gravitate towards the the total amount of life that we gain. Yeah. But um, there's very few things that will gain a seven life without actually costing any mana. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times we're playing things that have this incidental life gain tacked on, but it's like two, three, or four. Even if you gain four life and this still costs five, that means that you still have to have nine mana on that turn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you are as much... As, as much as I hassle you about it, you are right. You're like, you need a Vincer's journal that's constantly triggering mm-hmm. uh, that you don't have to invest mana in uh, in order for this thing to kind of work the way that I want it to work. And to and always it be can casting work. it for two. It can work, right? Yeah, there are can. many instances that it can work. It just didn't 
speak to me in the way that the cards that I put in spoke to me. I think that often you're going to be, if you are casting it from your graveyard or anywhere, you're going to be casting it for like four or five, Yeah, which is still a big dumb creature for four or five that's recursive. But Mm -hmm. like, I think that you're looking for things that do more, that interact more rather than I'm nine power. Big smash. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Again, we've talked about how you've played this on extra turns. You've mm-hmm. goldfished this some. You've you've busted it out for a couple games. Sure have. Uh, with your upgrades, tell me how does this deck play? So, I mean, we've talked about it. We're we're gonna clog up the board with pests and value. We're gonna we're gonna have those pests out there. We're gonna have good sack fodder. We're also gonna have places to put our counters. Um, but because I am going to be gaining life with things like Alhamrit's Archive, Vencer's Journal, my Tablet of the Guilds, for free, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to really use my life as a resource. I'm going to be able to take hit after hit after hit and just come back and be like, uh. But also, I don't even want to hit you because you got a stupid pest there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm like, oh, just don't mind me. Just doing my little dangerous things over here. You're never going to see it coming. So this deck has staying power is what you're saying. It does. It really has a lot of staying power. And sometimes, I mean, I think the hardest thing is like using your life as a resource, like in, in a commander situation. Like, of course, there's plenty of like life gain decks, but like you're just trying to hit people out. You're trying to get them out as fast as possible. But when you're continuously having to use things to like go after the same person over and over and over again, and then you're like forgetting about other people at the table, you're going to like use all your resources and then you're going to be like left with nothing. Mm. They're, you're gaining life without using very many resources because it's incidental life gain. Yeah. They're using resources to answer you and you still have your engines that gain you life going. Yep. So, Actually, I think that this makes for a really fun deck for a lot of people to start off with and start playing because it keeps you in the game longer. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of decks you feel dissatisfied because there's like, oh, I'm not doing anything or I got knocked out or my thing isn't working. Mm-hmm. In this deck, like your engine will work. You will gain life. You will f- clog the board up. You will make pests, all this stuff, and you will stay in the game. Um, and then hopefully you can kind of turn the corner to start weaponizing your pests. Yeah. And I think the thing about um, this deck that most people will find surprising is I actually have a lot of flyers in it. I have a lot of flyers in this deck to utilize uh, a lot of those counters. Like, yes, I'm going to use them for all my pests, but like mm. what better way to get a bunch of damage in is to put it in a flyer because a lot of decks don't have a lot of reach or anything like that to deal with flyers. Yeah, you mentioned like Vampire Nighthawk, just like yeah. a role player, almost like that little prowler. Yes. You know, lifelink, death touch, uh, but then it's a place to stick a bunch of counters yeah. on it, gain a bunch of life, create a demon afterwards. Let's just always create a demon. But it's just, just in the back of just, our heads. I mean, it's me. I, I spit out demons for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> this sounds, this sounds fun. Uh, did you enjoy playing it? I, I really enjoyed playing it. I, I can't wait to play it more. I can't wait for everybody to watch me play it, see what happens. Very exciting. And I think the decks like this, especially if you're coming in as a newer player, um, can seem intimidating because you see like there's a lot going on. It's so synergy based. Yeah. yeah. But I think playing really good synergy based decks will teach you a lot about magic. I also think that there's with when you have a synergy based deck, there's a lot of room for customization and making it your own. Yeah. And and like, sure, there's some players that are all about value town. I mean, I know Josh Lee Kwai, like 
value city right he he made the yeah. planet um but sometimes for me as a player synergy is a little bit more important well, i mean you did make this your own like, i did you said like no i wanted this yeah you know I, what I mean you're like you are like oh how does tainted strike work in with the comic you're like i wanted it i just wanted it you and <laughs> well, also you have big things that yeah. fires can get into yeah. like that it does match up but you're just like no like this i this deck is really it's even though it's synergy based i can build it the way i want to yeah and i i i, I that's the kind of energy i want to put out into the world in the commander universe i'm like just build it because you want to build it build it because you think it is fun and like you want to do it wow did we just wrap up on like a beautiful message i don't know maybe it's so nice (laughs) (laughs) to the listener tell us down below uh uh, just all the things you love about glissa but but (laughs) importantly how would you upgrade witherbloom witchcraft uh what do you think of our of our 10 in and 10 out let us know down there in the comments down below and let other people know what cards you would add because everyone's going to be going to this comment section to upgrade their copy of their witherbloom deck and of course, when you are upgrading your Wither Room deck, you're going to want to buy singles. Buy them at cardkingdom.com slash command zone. That is the place to go. You're going to buy cards, help out the command zone while you're doing it and get sweet singles to make your pre-cons really hum and make them feel like you. Yeah. Speaking of which, you got to make your whole deck feel like you. You got to have style with everything. And that means that you need some ultra pro products. Look, are you going to go out there with your, is it play mat and really try to represent Witherbloom? You're going to be laughed out of college. You know, I would know I'm a professor. Yeah. (laughs) So go ahead (laughs) and check out, (laughs) check out this play mat. I mean, come on. It's, it's amazing. Uh, you just need to get some Ultra Pro products because they protect your stuff and they look awesome while they do it. All right. There is no end step because uh, we make too much content here at the Command Zone. I know. It's so it's so crazy. But I, I can I can throw in a little fun fact. Fun fact. A fun go. fact for the end step. Um, I actually tricked all of you on my Twitter about Golgari cards. I asked you to share your favorite Golgari cards with me. And some of them snuck in to my deck list here. Very nice. So they should follow you on Twitter yeah. so that they can impact future episodes of the Command Zone. Possibly. Interesting. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, t- and tell us, read our editing and graphics okay. staff for us. Yeah, sure. Oh, gosh, this list is getting longer and longer since I got here. Our editing and graphics and logistic team is Manson Lung, Craig Blanchett, Ashlyn Rhodes, Lady Danger, yours truly, Woo. Alfred Estaca, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Nahn, Jordan Pridgen, Arthur Meadowcraft, Sam Waldo, and Grav Gultari. That's not, I didn't say that right. Gultai. I'll have to ask. Golgari. <laughs> Grab Golgari. <laughs> yes. You heard it here. New nickname, for sure. Um, and a special <laughs> thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the Living Card animations in the background at uh, Living Cards MTG. Lady, thank you so much for joining me. This was a delight. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I, f- I would feel insulted if, you know, everybody didn't ask me to go over this deck specifically. Gosh, I would have been, I would have quit. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to stay tuned because we have so many Commander videos coming out. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com. Or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator.
Greetings, humans. <laughs>